wonderful episode of the year. Our gift to you. And no, you can't return it. Let's talk about it on Steve Brown, etc. He's an old white guy, an author, broadcaster, and seminary professor who's sick of religion. And he's brought friends. Please welcome Steve Brown, etc. And we are so glad you're here. And this may not be a great program, but it is our gift to you. That means don't do anything for this hour. Just sit down. If you take a nap and you must, that's okay. If you drift, that's okay. Because I know how tired you are. And in the middle of this busy season that you would take time to be with us, means more than you know. Incidentally, if you're wondering who I am, I'm Steve, the aforementioned old white guy. Matthew Porter is here. Matthew, uh, you said your wife told you what she wanted for Christmas? Well, you know, you're married for a while. They give you clues. So she goes, I don't even care just as long as it's something like imported and it's just wildly expensive. So I got her a full tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> so Our producers, Jinx and Jeremy, are in the... Matthew is the executive producer, by the way. Don't let it go to your head. uh, Too late. At four or five. And our producers, uh, Jinx and Jeremy, are in the little glass booth. And if it seems they're keeping us on track, it's because you're looking at a drummer and a bass player. <laughs> we are the rhythm section, right? It's true. Yeah. Hey, Steve, we uh, we actually just wrote a song for you. You want to hear it? Happy birthday to you. Aww. Happy birthday to it's, you. It's Happy birthday, birthday dear Steve. Reverend Dr. Steve Brown. It's 103. It's not my birthday. <laughs> 103. It's Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. It's Jesus' it's birthday. <laughs> This is blasphemy. (laughs) I look like Jesus and Santa Claus, so I'm taking it. Our one-man IT department, John Myers, is in his tech bunker. And I trust that at this point in the program, since he controls what will go in the video, at this point in the show, he'll drop in some video of his big light display. For those of you who are listening on the radio, instead of watching our new YouTube channel, you're going to have to use your imagination. That's sad. Isn't that cool? I'll tell you. It's so cool. Oh, my goodness. It blows me away every year. Of course, he lives in a gated community, and, you know, he only lets you in if you beg. No, no, you got to beg, and... Repent of all your sins and name them, and then he opens the gate. I'll tell you, if I spent that much time on a light display, man, I'd open the gate. And and charge people. And charge people. That's exactly true. (laughs) Dr. George Bingham is the president of Key Life, and George's reading of A Christmas Carol. (laughs) Marley's ghost says his biggest regret 
<laughs> was not giving it. This is giving a tax deductible year in contribution to Key Life. Well, uh, and just let that be a warning to everybody. You too could end up in chains. That's and, right. Yeah. And Kathy Wyatt is the soft feminine side of the program. Kathy, I thank you for all these wonderful cookies you and Stephanie bake for us. But mostly, my cardiologist thanks you. <laughs> You're welcome. I bought his uh, BMW last year. I just want you to know that. And you say, well, who's your guest? I'm tired of listening to you. Uh, we don't have any. It's just us. And it's Christmas. And I gave you permission to rest. And so I'm giving us permission to rest, too. We're just sitting around the table. And we're uh, talking about Christmas. Some fun. Uh, some serious. Before we begin, please note that I have a Santa hat. <laughs> and this Santa hat is a wonderful Santa's hat, especially given that I look like Santa Claus. But what you don't know about this Santa's hat is that on the other side <laughs> of the Santa's head, it says uh, Bah Humbug. Ah. And I am known to be a Scrooge at Christmas. However, I have repented. I again. am changing again. That's how it works. And I'm changing radically, and I have refused to wear this Bah Humbug hat. There you go. Actually, I'm going to hurt my reputation. I was telling, we had a Christmas dinner and had a great time a few days ago, and I was required to say something, and uh, nobody told me I was going to have to say anything, so it was stream of consciousness, and I slipped up. And before I knew it, I was telling something that I had to say to them. If they said I said it, I would say they lied. And fire us. And fire you. That's right. <laughs> and No, only George can do that now. And, uh, but, but, and I'm going to tell you the same thing because it was kind of moving. We were in church. It's Advent. And uh, we have Christmas trees. You you have to climb over them to get into church. I mean, they're everywhere. And they got four big Christmas trees all lighted up on the platform. And actually, it's quite nice. It's quite beautiful. And if I weren't a Scrooge, I would enjoy those. And then they sang Christmas music, a little bit more religious than the religious Christian music that, of course, our vendors and department stores <laughs> play for. That irritates me, too. I wish they'd play one carol that has to do... Well, never they, mind. It all so irritates you. So we're singing you. Christmas carols, and I'm thinking, you know, you can stand hell if you know you're going to get out. And if I can just hang on, I'll get out of this service. And as we were singing a Christmas carol, to my shock... I found myself crying. Mm. You believe that? Yeah. I mean, I had to turn. I did. I was afraid. So. It's kind of dark in our sanctuary, so I thought nobody's going to see, and I'm going to turn in a direction where nobody's looking. 
just so I don't spoil my reputation. And then I thought about it later, and I thought, what in the world was that about? It was, believe it or not, the Christmas spirit. I mean, it got to me. I got to thinking about what this thing is all about, that there really is a God, really, and that he loves us, really, and that he condescended. Paul said that he emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant. I thought about the baby, and I thought about Mary, and I thought about Joseph, and uh, I cried. Okay, if you say I said that, I'll say you lied. I'm still a Scrooge 95% of the time, but Listen, 5% you, I have Yeah, changed. if you get caught on it, you just go, am I crying? Yes, I was thinking about that scene in The Dirty Dozen when Lee Marvin <laughs> shoots that guy. Excuse me, it's just a little emotional. Oh, yeah, that Brown is so good. <laughs> Why didn't I think of yeah, that? Yeah, really have that is. one in the back pocket ready to go. Hey, guys, we're open to anything. I mean, we're just sitting, we sit so around call and talk in now. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we sit around and talk anyway most of the time around here. And so all we're doing is turning on the cameras and the microphones while we do it. Mm-hmm. What was your most, somebody, what was your favorite program this past year? Mm, there's a lot of them. Oh my gosh! I was looking. Show. I was looking through the list. Yeah, there, like man, I couldn't. I couldn't believe. Yeah, it's it's amazing the number of people. Um, you know what? What my or at least one of my favorites. You know, the, they're all favorite people. Well, they're a couple of turkeys, <laughs> but uh, but, but I, you know, we wouldn't have somebody we didn't like on the program most of the time. But I really like the program about uh, Corey Ten Boom. I was going to say that. That was yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. That was yep. so good. I uh, uh, He gave us insight into Corey. Do you know who she is? If you missed that program, Corey Ten Boom was the um, evangelist, uh, looked like Mother B, who traveled the world but went through Holocaust in a death camp. And she wrote about it in a book called The Hiding Place. She was Dutch. And uh, a number of years ago, shortly before her death, I had lunch with her. And, uh, and it was one of those experiences. You know, I'm a cynical old preacher. And I'm cynical about everything and just about everybody. But when I met Corey Tinboom, the cynicism went out the window. This is a real deal. I mean, she was so joyful, so profound, so like Jesus that I lived on it for weeks afterwards. So I loved that program when we talked about Corey Tinboom, but there were others, and we'll bring up some of those on the other side of the break. I gave you permission to rest. I give us permission to rest. It's a rush, hard season. And so we're going to take a nappy nap, sell product, and then like Jesus, we're going to return.
Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, chances are your friends and family would too, right? So help us spread the word by sharing a link, clicking subscribe on YouTube. And if you think about it, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're pretty much everywhere. Hey, is there one called Podblaster? I mean, it feels like there should be, right? But like no E in Blaster. Just Blaster. 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 Anyhow, that's how the colons do it. Hi, this is Steve Brown, and in case you didn't know, one of the main reasons Key Life exists is to remind believers that God isn't mad at his children. Why am I telling you this? Because our weekly email, Key Life Connection, takes the best of the videos, articles, and puts them right in your inbox. We'd love for you to try it. It's free. Go to keylife.org slash subscribe. Merry Christmas, and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this week, we're talking to us. <laughs> no guests, no books, just cookies, stories, and Jesus. We were talking, but, or at least I was. Now I'm going to have you do some talking. I was talking about favorite program that we've done this past year on Steve Brown, etc., and I referenced Corey Tinboom. Mm. What about you, Matthew? There's a lot. I mean, I put this list together, and I was like, "Dang, come! It's pretty solid. Pretty <laughs> solid stuff." And that's credit to to our our, our illustrious guest Booker person who lines everybody up. But Boy, somebody she who does, yeah, right. That's worth they're worth a call out there. Uh, Jared Brock, a guy named Josh, um, guy who's mm-hmm. a author, filmmaker, guy. Um, you know bringing back the humanity of Jesus and, you know, we kind of go, all right, yeah, yeah, 100% man, 100% God. But it's like taking this minute to to stop and really wrap your brain around that. And um, I thought that was really powerful. I thought it was a really great too. conversation. That was a good program. Yeah. By the way, talking about humanizing Jesus, have you guys seen The Chosen? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. so good. Let me tell you what happened at my birthday this year. Since these guys sang "Happy Birthday" to me, and so beautifully too, listen, man. this is such. This is so cool. Good I can hardly wait recorded. to tell you. I I've got a friend who's a friend of the people in the Chosen. His name is Mike Masters, and he lives in the mountains of North Carolina. But he's become pretty. And at my birthday, he sends me funny cards. He's a nut. And he sent a video this year, too. And there was a pretty girl. I thought it was generic and was a joke. And it and it was, she was saying happy birthday. Well, I deleted it. And he called that night and he said, <laughs> what did you think of the video? I said, I have to confess and repent. I deleted it. I didn't understand it. And it wasn't funny. He said... You turkey, I'm going to send it to you again. Watch the whole thing, and you'll like it. Do you know what it was? It was Mary Magdalene, the lady who plays that in The Chosen. Yes. Who's his friend, and he made a video of her, 
And I, you know, I, I don't, I would have felt better if he had picked Mary, the mother of Jesus, <laughs> instead of the prostitute. But he, he picked Mary Magdalene, yes. and she went on and on about me. And happy birthday. Is that cool or what? Awesome. And it's another perfect example of why it's so important for you to read what we send you. <laughs> it's one of a kind gift. And he's like, yeah, 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 no, I got it. I deleted it. Like, yeah. If you got the first sentence, that ought to do it. Jeez. Don't bury the lead. <laughs> George, what was your favorite program? Uh, again, a lot of great ones. I think um, maybe, um, can I say two? Yeah, sure. Three, You're the boss. Okay. Yeah, Four. for sure. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Why Kathy picked? Yeah, I. You know, Rosaria Butterfield mm-hmm. was. I was going to say that one too. Yeah, I. I mean, and she's such a personality, but it, it. It was just such a reminder, and certainly she can say some things that people. Oh, can. we got a lot of criticism. <laughs> yeah, we got letters for that, and I just loved it. Yeah, but but. Uh, one of the things that really struck me is it just, you know, shows how miraculously God can oh, yeah. intervene. Right. I mean, the kind of transformation that she went through, just incredible. And uh, and she tells it so well. I mean, she really did. She was articulate. For those of you who don't know, she was a professor at a major university, head of a women's study, a lesbian, very much an activist. And then Jesus whacked her upside the head. And I think she went a bit too far. She married a pastor. But I, listen, you can't <laughs> have everything. you crazy, you might as well <laughs> can't have everything. Yeah, well, she, and uh, boy, is she articulate. Yeah. And, uh, and we got a lot of criticism for that because she is very clear about what's right and wrong. And she is not politically correct. And... Uh, People said she was judgmental, and I wrote back a loving pastoral note Uh saying, duh, (laughs) she gets the right. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and not that somebody who has a a radical, dramatic testimony is better or higher score than anybody else, but that said, we've had some really interesting stories. We've had her. We've had... um, We've had a, a guy whose dad was a serial killer, and he had to grow up and survive that. Oh, yeah. We had the, the black journalist who's just a horrible, like, yeah. actively racist growing up and only met his mom when he discovered she was in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had a guy who's him and all his three brothers were just unbelievably abused by his parents. Yeah. And, and he like, forgave them. And he forgave them. Well, and, it was and incredible. Uh, Vody Bauckham. Oh, yeah. uh, talk about a guy that doesn't yeah. compromise. Yeah. Were you surprised with him? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, a little bit. He's He comes across in some of his teaching, you know, so very direct and yeah, yeah. so forth. But just, uh, you know, very gracious, kind. Oh, he was. Humble. Yeah. 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 So humble. Yeah, and humble, incredibly humble. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of the wisest spokesmen for the Christian faith in our time. And uh, as some of you may know, he heads up a seminary, Graduate School of Theology in Africa, and he's African-American, so he can say some things about critical race theory, for instance, that 
honkies can't say. <laughs> well, and in general, yeah, the culture, yeah, um, cultural concerns, uh, and sort of the post-Christian um, direction that our country has ended up in. And, uh, and he's clear, but he's loving when yeah. he teaches on it. I mean, it is. you find the Christian faith winsome, and when he speaks it, you think, yeah, that's the answer. That's the only answer for a screwed-up culture. Mm-hmm. Kathy, you said you one of your favorites was the Corey Ten Boom. What, what else? Um, two others. Um, one was um, Bruce Hinsmarch, which was the mm. which was the one on the the story of of uh, writing of Amazing Grace, and some oh, great yeah. information in there about that hymn. And and you know we think we know all of it. You know if you know we know all of the stanzas, and there were like I don't know like. 800. 800 stanzas of that. But anyway, and the other one that I really liked a lot was when we talked with Gavin Ortland about the subject of humility. And interesting because this past Sunday, and I sent this quote to you, my pastor um, uh, used this quote in his sermon. Um, and this is from um, St. Augustine. There's something about humility that appeals to my ego. <laughs> Isn't that a great statement? Uh, but it, when I heard that, it remind, it actually did remind me of Gavin's book, which was so great on the subject of humility. As I remembered, it was the the title of the book was Humility and, and How, how I, I Attained yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, right. And guys, I don't know, have any idea what we're going to talk about when we come back. At some point, we're going to mention Jesus. And at some place, we're going to read the Christian story, the, the uh, Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke or Matthew or whatever. But this is hard <laughs> work. Gonna read it? And we're going to rest, but we're coming back. Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, would you help us let others know about it? You can share a link, click subscribe on our YouTube channel, or drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks much. Hi, this is Steve Brown, and I'm excited to tell you about a new offer from Key Life called Living with Steve. Let me tell you the way it works. I travel with you wherever you go. If you need an entertaining conversation or even a sermon, there I am. That's the good news. The bad news is that it costs a million bucks. (laughs) But wait, there's good news. You can get everything I've just described with the Key Life app. And for a limited time, it's not a million dollars. It's free. Try it now at keylife.org slash app. so glad that you're a part of this. By the way, have you subscribed to our weekly Key Life email? If not, what's whole, whole, holding you up? Oh, Matthew. good grief, uh, Matthew. That's Matthew. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on strike and refuse to read some you're of this You're such a stuff. sweet man to Jeremy, do that. You Did you stop. hear Jinx, in, in, exactly. not Jinx, um, Jeremy's insertion of music in, when we were coming back, I the did. Christmas music I'm, when we were coming amazing. back? That's so cool. good. I'm telling you. So good. Jinx said when we were talking about the 
favorite programs. I thought he would talk about somebody who was profound, somebody who had incredible cultural changing ideas. Mm. He said the Thanksgiving one when we ate. <laughs> the Thanksgiving one when we ate. Covered dish suppers for life. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's right. Yeah, that's what you said you missed about church. Yeah, I, know. I, I do. Yeah. I do. Mm. And they always put the pastor up front. Unless he's big on servanthood, and then he gets in the back. But I never was. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to get to it before the deacons got to oh, it, yeah. or there wouldn't be anything left. <laughs> hey, we were talking the last uh, segment about favorite programs. Let's do something kind of Jesus-like. You know, one of the things, and I really do dislike it, but I don't, you know, I don't jump on it. It's I look. I know that vendors make their living for the entire year uh, at Christmas, and I don't, I don't uh, yell at them about that. I understand that, and I understand that the music and the commercials are geared to stir us up, so we'll buy product. I get that. I, you know, and I understand that. And back when I was in commercial broadcasting, I did all that stuff. But it's really not about that. It's about Jesus. And for people like us who are people of faith, um, you know, this is a hard season because of all that stuff. I mean, we have to buy the presents, too. We have to go to the parties. We have to sing. We have to do all the stuff that everybody does, and we should, I guess. But what about Jesus? Do you do anything in particular? I start to my left always with Matthew do anything particular to remember what this is all about? I wish I had a great answer for that. My answer is I, I don't. No. Um, you know, it, when things are working and, you know, from a quiet time point of view, you can kind of reflect and stuff. To be completely honest, usually the grind of everything is just yeah. you keep your head down and get through it, get everything done. And in a perfect world, there's a moment near the end where you can maybe stop and reflect and take it all in and, and, and consider what God with us means. But honestly, it's, it's, it's at the finish line kind of thing. Me too. Uh, um, you know, my favorite service of the entire year in the church is Christmas Eve. Mm. Cause if you didn't get the present, it's too late. Mm. If you didn't do what you were supposed to do and send the card to him or her, it's too late. And so you you kind of are left with Jesus. And that quiet Christmas Eve service is very moving to me. I appreciate your honesty. That's a good thing to, at the end, if you can get through the rest. And that's not nothing. No, it's if good. You, if you can grab one moment's better than no moments. <laughs> like, like, hey, do you do up. anything particular, George? Well, it, it was, it's interesting this year because, um, you know, our youngest, you married uh, to our new son-in-law. I performed but, the ceremony. Yes. Somebody else married her. Yeah, right. But that's well, okay. That too. <laughs> I was about that. Um, <clears throat> but, um, you know, now you end up sharing her with another family. Yeah. And uh, our older daughter is not going to be able to be there on Christmas Day. So, you know, we're going to have a very quiet Christmas at home. They'll come, you know, afterwards and yeah. whatever. Um. And so I guess if you could program in sometimes to just kind of not worry about the preparations, not, you know, like force yourself to be quiet, 
we, we have the opportunity to just be quiet. Um, and because think about not, what this is about. Yeah. yeah that's so not it, bad. it uh, helps. And I think, um, you know, the uh, incarnation really has struck me, I think, in a more significant way this year. Yeah. And being able to focus more on Advent, the Advent services and so forth yeah. has really helped with that. So, I, I mean, as Matthew says, normally it's a very busy time in preparations and so forth. But if you can just find those times to, like, force yourself to be quiet, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it can help. I agree. Maybe what you. Hi there. Um, yeah. So I would relate to what both uh, Matthew and George said is that. Um, so as you mentioned, I do play music and um, being an entertainer is akin to being in sales in that it's a quarter four industry. Like yeah. most of your business is done in the last 90 days of the year. Like and not for profits. Yeah, yeah exactly. Remember tax, that year and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that tax deductible donation to the 501c3. Um, it's the same thing. So I find that I'm running and I'm exhausted and I'm 18 hour daying it. And then I come in and I pray, God help me, God help me. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, this whole thing is about you. This whole thing exists because of you. The whole reason I'm being blessed like this is because of you. So thank you, but also help me. (laughs) (laughs) If you only prayed one prayer today. Right. Well, thank you, but help me is it. (laughs) Sounds to me like he's blaming God for all this. A little bit. We'll get it straight now. I don't know how spiritual that is. (laughs) Well, we've got Kathy, yeah. And I know that her sharing of how she maintains the Christmas spirit and remembers Jesus uh, at Christmas will be life-changing. <laughs> so don't go anywhere. I need a cookie. Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, chances are your friends and family would too, right? So help us spread the word by sharing a link, clicking subscribe on YouTube. And if you think about it, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're pretty much everywhere. Hey, is there one called Podblaster? I mean, it feels like there should be, right? But like no E in Blaster, just Blaster, Blaster, Blaster. That's how the colons do it. When Christ promised we could live life to the full, he didn't just mean eventually in heaven, because Jesus didn't come to save us from our humanity, but to restore it. Life with a capital L. Find it now on keylife.org slash store. What if you could start your day by hanging out in God's Word and with some of the most significant theologians, authors, and pastors ever? That's the idea behind the one-year devotional, God With Us. Find it now on keylife.org slash store. Thanks for being a part of this Christmas program, and Merry Christmas. Um, And because we're not above buying your friendship and goodwill, be sure and check out our free Key Life magazine. It's available at keylife.org slash free magazine. And since you're here, a reminder that you can watch this show on our Key Life YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash 
Key Life Network and click on subscribe. And that'll be a good. Kathy, we were talking in the last segment about the thing. How do you maintain in the midst of a rush and this kind of hectic season any kind of relationship or quiet time with Jesus? Do you do anything particular? My microphone, my headset is is flicking in and out. So I think I heard your question, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I was purposely blocking you out. No, no, not really. Um, we call that a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, I just I wanted to say one thing because I wanted Matthew to say it on air before I make before I make that make that comment. Um, in the um, one of the things that one of the voices of Key Life that Jerry Perry's always says because Key Life is a ministry about grace is that um, that you'll run out of sin before God yeah. runs out of grace. So Matthew's paraphrase today was go ahead. Because it's great. <laughs> Be put on the spot for an impression. Yeah. You'll run out of cookies before Matthew runs out of appetite. <laughs> See? That's great. Um, I tend to, um, I tend to, because it's just me, um, I tend throughout the Christmas season to be, this is going to sound ridiculously like I'm trying to sound over spiritual and I'm not, but I tend to look for places where I can do things with and for other people. Mm. Um, and quite frankly, a lot of times it's for self-preservation because when you are by yourself um, and you hit holiday times, especially as you get older and older and the people in your life, you know, are, have passed away, obviously the normal cycle of life. Um, it, it makes for, um, you know, great opportunities to um, not just have a good time with other people, but to kind of bring yourself back around to to what it's really all about. And mm-hmm. and so I, I really do look for that. And again, you know, not because I'm sitting around reading my Bible 24-7 during Advent, but um, just because I need that. I, I need that and I need the direction that it that it puts me in. That's so good. We're sitting here with a bunch of cookies that Kathy made and breads that Stephanie made some of it, too. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that during this season, you have the kids over and you do gingerbread houses and you do cookies and you spend a lot of time with friends baking and giving them gifts. You know something that smells like Jesus? It really does. It's not only for you. It means you're focusing outside yourself. Well, and it is, and 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 I appreciate that, but it, it is important to not over over spiritualize it, also because it is very much, uh, you know. I get so for me personally, I get so much out of it. You know, I frequently, if I am mentioning someone to another person, I will frequently refer to them as you know, like my new best friend, even though I just met them and will probably never meet them ever again. I mean, that's just I just do that. But you know, seriously, like right now, my new best friend is um, is Matthew's daughter, who comes up regularly and just you know wants to bake, except. On Saturday, when she decided to go back downstairs because she wanted to spend time with her daddy, and Aww. that was really cool. She's a keeper. That That's one, good. she That's is a keeper well, for sure. I, you know, I liked what you said, and I get what you were saying, but it's not as if if it's not of Jesus unless you hate it. No, no, I get that. Uh, yeah, no, I, okay. I do, I do, Just absolutely. And I knew you did. 
Do you know I think? Uh-oh. Oh no! I think the oh. Oh dear! Oh no! Oh here, here, here oh dear! We knew there was going to be a surprise today. I know he's in there, and I'm still terrified. I'm bringing you your Christmas spirit. Oh yes, you are. Oh my! It it it, it looks like a. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the Grinch gave me BBs. I thought and I was I'm running out. For the BB gun that the Grinch gave you a couple years ago. Well, I always told that story about how I shot my kid in my neighborhood with my new BB gun and my. Bye, parents. Mr. Grinch. Bye, Mr. Grinch. I thought it was a terrorist bomb. <laughs> man, when he walks in the door, like I thought, man. Mary Jinxmas. <laughs> He's probably a Hamas supporter and we're in trouble. But at any rate, Jinx gave me a BB gun. So I'd quit telling that stupid story. <laughs> and this year he gave me BBs because I've used a lot of the ones that he gave me before. That story ended with uh, my mother on her deathbed. She never told me what she did. She and my father with my new BB gun that I had for one day. Because you shot people with it. Well, I shot one kid, that's all. I rest my case. She had it coming. And I said, Mom, what did you do? Whatever happened to to that BB gun? And she said, Son... I don't remember. And then she died. <laughs> so I'm all, I have no idea what happened to that. But I've got a new and fresh one from That's Jinx. Right. And, and fresh supply ammo. So don't mess with me. Look out. Have you put anybody's eye out yet? And speaking of, the, <laughs> speaking of the Christmas spirit, don't mess with Steve. <laughs> you know, when our kids were small, what Anna did that I thought was really good is that we had a crash, an empty crash, had a cradle in it, an empty cradle. And every night when we had devotions, she would bring a, a an addition to the crash. Sometimes it would be a camel. Sometimes it'd be a wise man. And on Christmas Eve, she brought the baby Jesus. And, and our kids were little. And they got it. I was old and a Scrooge and irritated with Christmas. And it almost got me. <laughs> it was so good. But now we don't have children and the crash is there. And so I've reverted back to paganism. <laughs> Just shoot your BB gun, right? <laughs> and shoot my BB as gun. As long as you don't start shooting the camels and so forth. I'd walk a mile for a camel. <laughs> and, then I, and then on church occasionally um, I cry. And on Christmas Eve I rejoice. Mm-hmm. Look, if you don't go to church, I know. I know how busy you are, and you'd rather kind of do it with family and other stuff. But go to church this weekend uh, and be still for a little while. Think about what this is all about. We're going to read the Christmas story in a minute, but there's a theological statement of the Christmas story, which is so good. In the beginning was the word... And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were created by Him. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Guys, we're going to back out, and when we come back, we're going to go to the Gospel of Luke. And if you're going to, this wouldn't be a good time. 
to turn off your radio or your computer or your YouTube channel. I don't want to be manipulative or anything, but we're going to read scripture. And Jesus will not be pleased. Thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, would you help us let others know about it? You can share a link, click subscribe on our YouTube channel, or drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks much. What if you could start your day by hanging out in God's Word and with some of the most significant theologians, authors, and pastors ever? That's the idea behind the one-year devotional, God With Us. Find it now on keylife.org store. This is Pete Allenson, and if you're a guy, I want to show you how to recover and reclaim an intimate, growing relationship with your Heavenly Father. Check out Like Father, Like Son, How Knowing God as Father Changes Men. Available now at keylife.org store. Believer, I want you to remember that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And you will run out of sin before God runs out of grace. Grace, the real good news of the gospel. Find it now on keylife.org store. appreciate your time with us. I'm going to read from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, and it's a portion, it's not all of it, there are other references in Scripture to what happened on that Christmas day. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling claws, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their sheep. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round and about them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth 
peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. Hey, from all of us at Key Life and Steve Brown, etc., we hope you have a grand and glorious Christmas.